Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back to Lady Blair Sings the Blues. This is your girl, sometimes V. And Kylie Too Smart. We are here in it. We had our prep talk, pep talk. We got some coffee. Right? Yeah. Cheers. 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 Yes. Yeah. yeah, we usually don't drink coffee on the regular show just because it's usually our recordings happen at nighttime. Yeah. Yeah. We're in the morning. Look at us. Fresh face. Fresh face. Kylie's over here looking cutie patootie <laughs> and her nice little like afro puffs. Or half afro puff. Half afro puff. Half afro puff. <laughs> accurate. 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 <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I don't know what it is about this show, but we always switch off about who wears makeup and who's looking fresh. Like, you're looking fresh. I'm looking like oh, I just rolled out of bed and washed my face. That's it. I mean, I think you meant to say you look fabulous. Oh, uh, thanks. Oh, man. Yeah. Man, positivity. Kai smart. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we were just, you know, it's been a second. Welcome back. Thanks Welcome for back. coming back and staying um, loyal oh, and being there for us. We know that we're kind of like an amateur podcast, but like, you know, brawless and flawless. <laughs> I, put on bra- I put on a bra today. Uh, yeah, I'm working on it through it. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we just, we haven't seen you guys in a while. We just did Mad, not Mad Fest, sorry, excuse me. Ugh. Spoiler alert. Spoilers! We just did Sanime. We did Sanime, my first anime. Yeah, we did Sanime. It was first anime. It was probably my 10th anime. I did, no. Oh my God, is it 2021? It's 2021. Oh my oh, God. Your 11th anime? Your 11th, 50th? I think. Yeah, uh, 12th year doing Sanime, but not for the, yeah, yeah. 12th year. Um. <laughs> what a blurred. Yeah, what a blurred. What a weave. Like, yeah. You're so great. Yeah. No, I've been I've been going to that convention for years. Uh, but yeah, the last few years I've only been going there just to do um panels. Panels. Yeah. Panels, speaking the word, supporting others, making people feel heard. So that's always a good blessing. Um but yeah, this year we did our first kind of like subject-centered show, uh, which, you know, why don't you take it away? Uh, I thought it was really... No, what did we do, though? Oh, we, so we did a panel on um, represent Black representations in anime, mm-hmm. um, and basically just how all of the um, Black and Brown content creators have influenced anime to grow and become inclusive and to just show different aspects of characters of color and like improve on telling our stories improving yeah. on our facial features Absolutely. giving us like beautiful textured yeah. hair yeah. not making us just like some weird side character that disappears after they fulfilled like no more NPC the entertainment check mark you know <laughs> um and it was really great um looking like through the history of it like this was such an educational journey like for myself I really enjoyed doing this panel, and I really loved the feedback that we were getting. Yeah, there was so much family in there. Like, shout out to you guys for being there for us, because, like, I know that there was a lot of locals and a lot of folks that I used to, I see at the conventions. I recognize your guys' names and stuff. And especially for a talk that had, like, such a potential to be triggering for a lot of people, mm-hmm. um, because, you know, it's like we're not just, um, you know, black people in this space. 
and we're talking to a space that's open and inclusive and like anybody can come in and so there's a lot of people who for them like this just isn't even in their scope of reality to think about mm -hmm. and so anytime you have something new or you're like hey we've noticed like this lack of inclusion here sometimes that can just be triggering and automatically like make you feel defensive about something that you love and it was like no 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 like please we love anime like love it love it love it oh yeah i mean look at my shit back here. Look, like, look at it look at it we love it but it's like we also see like the need for improvement but then we also recognize areas that have improved and people yeah. were just like so there were such gems in there yeah yeah and also a huge shout out to the fan base staff for just being like super cool about the process of of planning this panel like you know being super cool about the whole time of like us getting ready um i also did a second panel with all podcast matter who i've i've done a few shows with um and as well as i this is our fifth year of doing these diversity panels and making sure that us as convention goers feel heard regarding disabilities um sensitivity to gender norms and also just making sure that everyone is just having a good time and also not targeting or profiling folks just because they're brown or black so it was really nice to, to keep doing that and then also like the feedback from family they're saying like we are so glad that you guys keep coming back and doing this we do try to make more accommodations and changes based off of what you guys have discussed each and every year because yeah we live in a heteronormative and and able-bodied uh, society where it's really really hard uh, to kind of take us out of our bias unless someone brings it to our attention so you're lucky that we're in a group of people who can hear you so yeah like Ooh. Mr. Popo <laughs> Mr. Popo and I, I, I especially like I loved hearing the um, different takes on Mr. Popo. Oh yeah, going back to what our presentation. Yeah, yeah. our presentation and like having, because um, we you know are approaching it as African Americans, you know, and our experience with you know white supremacy and mm -hmm. um, looking at how Mr. Popo's portrayal like <laughs> immediately like makes me angry. <laughs> Um, but some of those, oh like, going back to just, like, the coonery, the charcuterie of it all. The charcuterie. Um, but then the you have um, people who are, you know, Pacific Islander or who are looking at Mr. Popo like, oh, like, I got a similar reaction, but it wasn't, you know, coming from an African-American standpoint. It's just coming from the colorism that exists. Um, in a lot of different Asian cultures. Mm -hmm. And then we started to talk about like Japanese imperialism and, and drawing parallels between those experiences. And it was really like, oh, we got to have like a major bonding mm -hmm. session, I think, in there. And it was really like making bridges, cultural, <laughs> you know, like uh, exchanges. Yeah. So like, it was, it was just phenomenal. I really, really loved that panel. Yeah. Keep yep. doing it. Keep yeah, doing keep it. Keep doing it. And we do have plans to do future conventions. Nothing confirmed yet, because it's off to register, but um we are looking forward to adding on to our repertoire yeah. so we can talk about you know the the improvements of of content when it comes to animation with uh you know with those who are black but also we want to you know talk about more nerdy and dirty things nerdy you know? and dirty uh, so, oh boy yeah so i think we might add in like a segment about sexuality at some point but yeah that that's just something kind of in the works and something that's just kind of like you know we wrote it down we stuck it on the nice like cork board and we're just going to keep looking at it until something happens and the universe has answered because girl i got some people that we could reference for some nerdy and dirty talking about like mm -hmm. 
intersectionality, I found someone who, um, you know, watching their growth, moving mm -hmm. um, from, you know, identifying as like a gay black woman mm -hmm. to identifying as like um, maybe just pansexual, bisexual, and then identifying as, you know, being actually like, you know mm -hmm. what, I think I'm just going to be NB and I'm just going to be non-binary and I'm just, and like, seeing what that journey was like for them. Mm -hmm. um, Jax Jax Attacks, if you'd like to follow them on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, also is uh, a lewd, <laughs> a lewd cosplayer. Mm -hmm. And so like talking about their experience, you know, because people will automatically perceive them as like a sexy black woman and talking about their experience in like blurred spaces, being non-binary, mm -hmm. and then also being into like sex work, voice acting, all of the things, really great conversation um, with her and like Navy Montel, and they were talking about um, like different yaoi's. We got into, bruh, I discovered Dick Fight Island. Please, 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 please. <laughs> it's called Dick Fight Island! Morning. It's called Dick Fight Island! Morning. It's called Dick Fight Island. Morning. Please read it. Yes, good morning. morning. Good morning, morning wood. Um, yeah, so there's many things I have now to share with you guys <laughs> on Nerdy and Dirty. Look forward to it. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, Dick Fight. Dick Fight. Dick Fight Island. Island. Is it like similar to like Dick Slang? I don't know. I haven't heard that Slang. You Do you remember that? No. Oh my god. Uh, Is this like Meat Spin? No. Close. It's just, it was a while back ago, but it was all these like guys who were in a room and like they they were wearing like gray sweatpants and they're like all right and they were listening to like some sort of like hip-hop song they're like dick slang and they started like wiggling their waist and they're like their dong just kept going back and forth and it was just all of them in conjunction doing this it was very locker boy it was very very locker room locker room and i'm like, and I'm like around in the gray sweatpants Oh. Hey. <laughs> Stop <Thought> pockets. <laughs> hey. Oh my god. So last week or last week, last time uh, on the podcast, you weren't here. I was not here. We yeah. had a guest, uh, and she was guest. lovely. We had Natasha Thuna. She was very, very like. Thank you so much, Natasha, for being here on the show. But um, let's actually kind of segue into our, you know, how's our week. Yeah. Uh, so what's going on with you? I mean, you got like four weeks to report, basically. Why wasn't I here last week? Because my car exploded on me, but uh, we hustled around here and turned around and got a new one. Woo woo. And it's like the newest car that I had. Man, the universe is just... Look, people, when you're going through hard times, honestly, the best thing you can do is to not get bogged down in the stress and the sadness of whatever is happening and to really like focus your energy on what you need to do moving forward mm -hmm. because you could... You're falling up, really. Just don't block up. your blessings. Like when honestly. you're in a spiral, you're actually spiraling up. This you're spiraling up. No, but it was like it's not like a drain. Not like a drain. You want to go to heaven. Direct you want to stay in hell unless you're Montero. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Go. It's such a good. Song. It is a good song, and so it's just like um, sometimes when the going gets tough, the tough get going. Then like uh, that, that pressure can really um, allow you to amaze yourself about the things that you can accomplish and it it so what was the process of um, uh, getting the car like so your the car, process of getting your car, car exploded my car exploded your car, your car ex please keep 
coolant in your vehicle. Okay. Um, I was unfortunate enough to have someone meddling with my vehicle and I had an older car and I was like, I had gotten coolant for it. People I did, I got the proper stuff for it. And somebody put water instead of the coolant whole story, car exploded. Not good. Also don't let people that you, <laughs> listen, 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 I Linda. Have, I have a large spectrum of friends, like to say very politely. And there are some friends who I have definitely they are well-meaning they're well-meaning but sometimes they will do stupid shit and then they learn their lesson after doing that stupid shit just the ones that do the stupid shit more frequently don't let them touch your shit like your car just don't do it but also i understand the predicament that you're in because they just help themselves they help themselves <laughs> my hood was open i was going to get the coolant and i turned around and i was like what are you doing <laughs> Problems, 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 problems. Um, but we're problem solvers around here. Um, shout Kyle's, out to Kyle's the biggest problem solver. <laughs> Every time Magic. something happens to me, I'm like flailing around like a chicken without its head. And I'm like, I don't know what to do. And Kylie's like, keep it cool. And then, you know, speaking of coolant, coolant. Um, but yeah, go on. Yeah, shout out uh, Cardinale Way, Seaside. They really helped me out. I walked in there. I was just like, hey, I need a vehicle. And um, I was basically able to get into a car that day that I liked. So um, sometimes things just work out. I'm a lucky duck that way. Yeah. Plus, I've been grinding and doing the adult thing. So like, I have decent credit now, which really helps people get your credit together. Get it together. You'll be amazed at the things that you can do. Like even like things where you're like, oh, I have no business being able to like turn around and buy like a new car. And it's like, yeah, you can actually like just do it. Yeah. Um, for the adults that are capable of doing it. Yeah. yeah for the adults that are capable get the of credit doing it. Or get, you know, however you need to build the credit. Just, but also make sure you always do auto payments. Yes. But so also, those who are capable, like I understand there are folks who are There are broke. folks who are, yeah, yeah, broke, broke. Like, but um, also just, there are some people who don't realize that they have as much power that they do. And so it's like, it's just like, they don't, don't even try. You know, they're just like automatically discounting themselves out, which don't do that. Mm -hmm. You've got to really believe in yourself, believe that you can accomplish these things. And even if you don't necessarily have the means now, just be like, hey, like I'm going to hustle. I'm going to get this. It'll be done. Like, mm -hmm. got it. Yep. And then just stay on your stuff. So yeah, that happened. Vehicles happening. Um, I had a whole bunch of drama with like my homeowner's insurance, which I just switched up. I got State Farm instead of Geico because Geico was on some bull, like just not communicating. They gave me like X amount of days to get some stuff fixed on my property. Like mm -hmm. I fixed it and I sent them proof and then they still weren't like communicating. And then my mortgage people were like, hey, we can't get a hold of your like insurance people to verify that you have insurance. Oh, no. oh my gosh, which they were going to be like, oh, we're going to have to do some other expensive thing if you can't provide proof. So I was like, you know, F that. <laughs> that's State Farm. Got a way better deal with State Farm. They're like, oh, hey, we notice you have a vehicle and we can bundle with your homeowner's insurance and it'll be 25% off your homeowner's. And I was like, yeah, bring me all the blessings. Don't block your blessings. Get it. Don't be over here. I was stressing. I was stressing about yeah. Geico, calling she, Geico, emailing Geico, calling Veronica. Like, <laughs> I should have said, like, when I saw, so I didn't even like, she didn't even have to tell me what was going on. I just saw the Facebook post. My car is dead. I went, this bitch is gonna be out for two weeks. <laughs> like I was straight up like I'm just gonna give her a call. Like do not come onto this podcast, which 
it's really important to notate. Like, life fucking shit happens. Happens. Happens, shit happens. It happens. And sometimes, like, it's okay to put your passions on hold. I know it sucks because we're always on this, like, grind, 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 grind culture. Like, we gotta grind to get it, you know? And that's valid. That's absolutely valid. But at the same time, like, if you know there's a thing in your life that gets in the way because and it stresses you out to be on time or whatever the fact like just like you know you can just be like all right i need two weeks off of this so me being the person who saw that happening to her i was like this bitch isn't gonna she got too much shit going on and i was saying it out of love i'm like she got too much shit going on so like i gave her a call and i'm like listen it's nothing against you don't don't come to the podcast. Just come don't, to the podcast. No, I will find, I will have somebody fill in who, like, you know, we were gonna have her come on the show at some point anyway. But like, we're just, we're just like, don't, don't, don't spread yourself thin. Like, don't do it. Like, just focus on your shit. Because I remember when I was getting my car. Oh dear lord! Like, I went through, like. So it was my first time getting a car because my first car that I ever had, um, I bought it for my mom. So that was just like, I got a car. Like, I don't have to go through the, the buffoonery with car dealerships because that is also a whole last deal. If you don't have a trusty car dealership, they're just going to try to scam, 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 yeah. scam you. So um, I remember when my first car, like how my car ended is I crashed into a curb because I hydroplaned into it. And luckily, no one saw me, so I'm like, okay, great. So I backed up and drove the rest of the way to work, and I got to work, and I parked the car, and then I just, like, went, did my shift. And, like, some people are like, don't do your shift, you're in shock, you're going to whiplash. But luckily enough, I worked at a pool, so, like, all of the, the whatever soreness I would have gotten from that whiplash, like, subsided. And then when I got out to my car, I just looked at my friend who knew cars. I'm like, hey, so how much time do you have tonight? And he goes, what does that question mean? I'm like, no, I crashed my car before I got to work. <laughs> he's like, hey, and he's like, question, you man. crashed your car and you still came to work? I'm yep. like, yeah. And he goes, black women. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah. And he goes, how are you? And then the girl, and then the person who was like, you know, there was like an OCD person. like, you should have, you're going to have whiplash sores. I'm like, I'm good, guys. Just help me out with this car situation. Is my car good? And then, like, my friend went out and checked my car. He goes, no, your car is not good. The wheel is, like, mushed into the car. No, your car is not good. <laughs> and so I looked at him like, oh, and then when I actually went in to try to start it to see if I could sneakily, like, just go up the street with it, it didn't start. So I just end games with my car. So, Miracles. But look, you made it to work safe and sound. Yeah. So I was just lucky there was no cop and there was no other car that got in the way. Like, I was just very, very lucky. I was just like, <laughs> all right, reverse. Let's go. Let's go to work. So, um, so I highly do not recommend, by the way. But um, <laughs> so I then went to a car dealership and then I said, hey, my car's totaled. I want to trade it in. I'll trade it in for whatever minimal amount, but I just want to get used as a down payment for a car. This car dealership was like, yeah, we can do that to the end of the story is no, we can't do that. And I'm like, but we already no, we can't do that. We're not taking your car. I'm like, but you guys said you would take my car after I told you it was told. No, we're not taking your car. And then on top of that, I had pretty good credit. I didn't have like the best credit, but it was pretty, it was pretty um plebeian. Uh and so I I <laughs> Yeah, so, so you have to be in credit. <laughs> and so I 
I went to them and I said, what can I do? I have zero down payment, but I need to get a car with like a payment of per month about $200. Because I knew they were going to exceed that. And so they're like, we can get you something for $280. i am like, perfect, let's go. So they get me this car. And then they're like, we just have to make sure we find a bank that approves the loan, but the car is yours. You're going to have a loan approved, which was my mistake. I should have waited until that loan was approved. So then I got a bunch of mail the following day saying loan decline, loan decline, no loan decline, loan decline. I got like five banks telling me that my loan is declined and none, not one of those banks were the banks that I was banking with. And I was like, wait, 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 hold up. And I called them up. I'm like, what the hell are you guys doing? Why are these loans being declined? And also, the more loans that you guys are declining, the more that you're screwing with my credit. And they're like, no, we're just trying. No, I'm like, no, no, no. You guys are fucking with my credit score by sending it all to these banks. I told you guys, which I forgot to tell the story. I told you guys I was banking with this bank. Why haven't you asked them? Well, you know, no, 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 no. You are only asking the people you guys are partnered with. Please fix this. So all these loans got declined and then they're saying, hey, we can't give you the car. So I had to give them back my car and it was some other guy that I wasn't working with at the beginning. And he goes, and I'm sitting there crying because I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I need my car to work if I don't, or, or to work at a place because if I don't have a car, then I'm fired basically for not being able to be reliable, which is the sad truth about ableism in our society, yeah. by the way, which we can go into in a second. But like, yeah, so I'm like trying to take the bus. I'm late to my shift for like the next couple of days. And then they're like, well, what? And my job is like not willing to help. I tried asking people and they're like, well, we don't know. Uh, like, you know, it's all this like apprehension, like apprehension. Of, and this is also another thing I learned with people. Like people are always willing to say that they're going to help you out. And then once it comes to that point when they, when you need the help, even if like if it's the right to work, they're just going to be like, nah, bro, like I can't help you. Or, uh, uh, it's a lot of apprehensive, like the things that you will receive after saying like, Hey, I'm stuck in a rut. I'm trying to get a car. This is the situation. And then suddenly everyone's like, no, I can't help you out. And I just, I've experienced this throughout my whole ass life. But yeah, to end this car story, um, yeah, so, like, I was a couple days without a car. I'm just, like, sad and pissed. And, like, you know, my credit is down, like, another 20 points. And then the person who I was working with before, she's like, we got you. We got you alone. I'm like, what? And she's like, we got you alone. You, you can pay 280. I'm like, nah, knock it down to 250. Okay, well, have you pay 250. I'll talk to the person. But I, I spoke to a connection that I had at your bank, and they were willing to approve the loan. But, you know, I had to swallow $800. I'm like, great. You can swallow that cost. Give me the car. You guys are done. You guys have gotten paid because you guys got whatever money that you got from it. And I'm going to have to do these payments for the next five years. So thank you. But yeah, like it was just really weird because I think what happened in our side is like, wait, what do you mean you didn't sell her the car? You know, and so there was probably some like kind of like, you know how car dealerships work. There's like a number yeah. of, I think, I'm pretty sure. And please, whoever's listening, please correct me if I'm wrong. But I'm sure there is a base salary that you get or base hourly that you get on top of the commission that you get for selling a car. Yeah. So like, and then also because a lot of car dealerships are corporations, like they're going to base your numbers, the number of sales on how long they can keep that facility in that location. So if you're not doing so hot, they'll close down your location. That's just my assumption. But anywho, yeah, so I got a car through all that bullshit. 
but also like I really had to be like you know I had to yell at them and then like you know they had to take it away from me and then give it back to me and then they were like well we have to do this I'm like well you guys already docked my credit down by 20 points so that's that's what you have to suffer if I have to suffer so that was my kind of like getting a car story <laughs> black one <laughs> black one just like if I have to suffer you have to suffer we're all suffering no I I was very lucky in my experience um that also I was um facing pressure from my job mm-hmm. <clears throat> because yeah so also jobs yeah. be better about that like I'm oh like I was told I couldn't get approved like to work from home that day i literally had to like hustle get a car drive back up here like an hour away <coughs> turn in some stuff this chia seeds got me i got like one chia seed stuck oh, at the suck. back of my throat oh no i'm gonna get water. water yeah go have water <laughs> yeah so like let's talk about like the heteronormativity or, or not heteronormativity <laughs> you know everything's pride month <laughs> it's pride month <laughs> I that's my favorite word this month. I don't know activity. But it also it falls into system or cis culture, and it's also like you know it's it's also another subcomponent of like you know white supremacy. So it's like I'm not saying it's directly white supremacy. I'm not saying anybody who's in who's in. I was like my previous manager was gay and he was cool as shit. Okay. My current manager, she's I, I straight as heck. I hate when I say very inflammatory things. I have to like defend myself immediately. But what I'm trying to say is, I'm not saying because you're white that you're like, ah, oh, supremacy. I have it. You, I'm gonna try all the means to keep it. Like I'm not saying like you directly as a white person are just like being a, that you're immediately a jerk. I'm just saying that there is a systemic structure around it. No, I mean, bro. Let's 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 identify the, the that difference. Come out of your mouth sometimes, like. <laughs> You're just not thinking about how that will be perceived by the people around you. Even my mom, she's been saying some some out of pocket things. She's saying that little song like "Jump Down, Turn Around, Pick a Bale of Cotton," and I was just like, "Mom, Mother, absolutely not. We're not doing that today." I was like, "Did you just tell your black child to <laughs> pick some cotton? I'm having a bad day, Mother. Today is not the day." <laughs> but so it's like things like that, and like it's even worse when you're in a professional setting because mm-hmm. how do you call that out? Like when it's my mom, I could just say, "Mom." knock that shit off it's not cool um but if it's my supervisor uh (laughs) if it's your supervisor you're just like you uncomfortably just like (sighs) smile and blink your eyes a few times and everything everything in your brain is just hollering just hollering say just like you know you better tear them apart and you're like "Mm, i really need this money i need to get paid so i can make my car payment i need to keep the lights on (laughs) (laughs) and so that's a lot of the times, like, there is a lot of that. But, like, yeah, like, jobs need to be better about, like, what happens to an employee when things like this happen. Like, you know, yeah. the car falls apart, your employer, your, your, um, your, whatever thing in life that just interrupts your flow. Like, just understand, like, especially with your high-performing, like, team members, just be more accommodating. Like, like, and also don't structure your job around, around making things reliable around one person too so like that's just the other thing because like i hate hearing stories of someone who loses their car and then they just are unable to or they just get fired because of like unreliability or whatever bullshit reason or at will employment bullshit reason. yeah like they're like oh well this doesn't fit the needs of our business and you're like well 
like I was juggling and doing everything to make your business run. So maybe you should review how you have things structured and possibly like provide me with more support so that if I do happen to have a day where I can't come in the office, mm-hmm. it's not like the whole thing comes to a halt. And if the whole thing comes to a halt, then something's flawed in the in the in the structure. Yeah. And also, you best pay me some more money. Look, your whole business then came to a stop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's really sad because I know that there's been a lot of places I worked for where it's like they found a, a system where everything's integrated. So even if one person's out, someone can easily jump back in. And I love that. I love that. But the places that are just so reliant on like having that one person there is like, or even having like a large a large um operation and then but like only having like two people do the thing like that's impossible that's stupid that's not smart planning and that really constricts people to stay bound to their seat yeah so there needs to be a better method of going about this because like yeah like i'm so sick and tired of seeing people work for these shitty wages exploiting the fuck out of them yeah and then like you know if they're gone for the day like operations can't happen like that that's that's a flawed system and I always try to advise against that, like, whenever, like, I work for places, like, it's always like, oh, well, we need you. I'm like, actually, it needs to be a us. It needs to be an us thing, not a, not a you thing, an us thing, because I'm so sick and tired of it. Like, it's just, it's embarrassing. Because, like, how embarrassing is it if someone's out for a week because, like, you know, they break their leg? You're going to have them come in because they break their leg. And then get angry at them and be like, you should have broken your leg. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, shout outs to uh, all the press releases with Amazon for having COVID workers in there because they didn't have any other place to go. Because they were, they just didn't have means to leave. Um, or actually, no, it, that's a different structure. My bad. Control Z. <laughs> Control Z. Control. Control Z. No, um, I think also that we were That's talking about... That's a different about... type of exploitation, but we'll talk about that later. <laughs> shitty, shitty ass, like, what the fucking Doctor Strange... No. What are, what are those fucking time capsules called from uh, Doctor... Doctor Who? Doctor Who! What is that fucking time capsule called? They installed a bunch of those fucking time capsules at fucking Amazon for people to just, like, de- de- decompress mm. instead of actually, like, paying them a livable wage. That's crazy. They have decompression tanks. That's nuts. Like, I mean, that's kind of nice, but like, that's nuts. No, no, no. It's not nice. They did it in response of people feeling, like, overworked. I mean, it's terrible. It's terrible. Yeah, so they installed, but, like, I would kinda like they installed all these, like, little phone booths saying, like, if you need a break, you can just go in there and just, like, you know. Like, like but it's in the middle of the warehouse. It's not, like, in a break room. It's oh, that's not, awkward. Yeah, like, so it's, like, if you go in there and you decompress and you come out, it's like, it's almost the same thing of, like, taking a shit, but the the walls are, like, see-through. Everyone I feel can like see that. More it's like everyone, everyone can see you, everyone can see you suffering as soon as you leave the room. Like that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. Just pay. I mean, it does from the corporation standpoint. The corporation standpoint was like these fucking pussies. Let's give them their oh. goddamn break room and let's put it in the most uncomfortable place possible. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. I was just also thinking about this conversation that we had had earlier um, about how like managers mm-hmm. typically are people who get promoted because they are not very good in their positions, and so they're like, let's just promote them and get them out of the way, and the people who are really good at their job, they will just keep in their position because they're like, hey, they're good at this, like, don't promote them, keep them there, we need them there, like, they're doing good, things are functioning, and it's just like, ew, yeah, yeah gross. No. 
That makes sense. Uh, business. Yeah, let's start our own business. Yes, this is this is the lesson, you guys. Corporations are not here for you. You gotta be here for you, and you, you gotta, gotta be, be here, here for your here. communities. Start your own shit. Yeah, we're working on it. Uh, working on it. I'm just the fucking. Yeah, I think just a lot of flawed things. Just for like, someone got a huge cut of money recently, and it just made me really mad. It's like, how are you gonna cut these people's jobs, and how are you gonna cut their pay, or furlough them? But like somehow during the pandemic, like you somehow got like a three million come increase. You done come three up million, three mil. Three million increase in your salary. Like what for sitting around and just saying yes, exactly that. Don't do that. Like yes, exactly that. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Not quite. Not gonna sit in line. It's not gonna align with our donors. Mm. Will it align with the community? Yes. But will it, will it boost my salary? No. No. Like I just, it's just. Working is hard. Working is hard because, like, I was talking to Cash the other day about how, like, remember, like, the 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 image back in like the sixties where like everyone goes to their job and they're kind of dressed like C's candy men. Yeah. And like, it's either that there was some sort of like like pride with dressing up looking like you're polished. They were on their Norman Rockwell shit. Like, yeah. And like, and also like things were not as expensive as it was then. So like people were able to have more pride in the positions that they were taking. So like if you're an ice cream guy for like 40 plus years, you're an ice cream guy for 40 plus years because you were able to afford the things that you were able to afford. Um, And then same thing with if you were, you know, a a door-to-door salesman for 20 years, you were able to do that and take pride in that and be comfortable because it, it somehow manifested itself in being a hobby, a way to learn how to talk to people, but also whatever money you're making was able to sustain the house that you got in the American dream and all that shit. But now that's not the case. Like housing prices, uh, college prices, tuition, whatever prices, it's all pricing. Um, but all that stuff has inflated so much that it's like working just doesn't, it, there's no pride in work if work doesn't really keep you in a comfortable place. Like, that's why I feel like millennials aren't having kids and all that stuff because when they work, I remember my first job. My first job was at a roller rink and I made $7.25 an hour. And before that, California bumped up the, 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 the hourly, it was six eighty something. And so, I was making probably less than $70 for a whole last week or per paycheck for a whole weekend or something to that effect. And I was like begging for hours because I'm like, oh, I need to pay for school. I need to pay for gas. I need to pay for my, my MST card, which is the, um, shout out to MST by the way. Uh, but it was the bus pass. And, and so like, you know, and I was also trying to pay for my own food because I wanted to eat healthier, but like that $70 would go like that. And then my mom on top of that was like, mm, you got to pay rent because of that whole like old like ideology of like blame back in the household. Like parents expect you to start paying rent once you get the job. But I, but really I wanted to pay rent. I didn't want to hold back from holding that money. It's like, oh yeah, I can contribute to the household. Like I was thinking like that was my opportunity. Yeah. But at the same time, if I'm making $7 an hour and not even getting the full 20 hours per week, like. There's no, there's no way. Plus taxes that snatch it from you. Like the taxes are going to snatch it from you. Yeah. Um, so it was like, it's like, wow, how can I take pride in work when work isn't really like, I can't even make enough to go find another apartment in Monterey. 
like you know, there's millionaires in Monterey. Yeah. And millionaires in Monterey that don't actually like live there year round. You know what I mean? Like they'll buy a property and then they'll be like, oh yes, for a few weeks out of the year I'll live here and then. Yeah. Taking up space. They're just taking up space for no reason. Let me take off these flip flops before I throw it at somebody. Take off your flippy floppies, your chanclas, your chancletas. My Guadalajara mama will be proud of me. Yeah. All right, go on. Go on. Um, so yeah, so it's just like things like that where it's just like we're trying to live, make a living wage mm-hmm. and just support ourselves. Even the living wage is bogus. Like, I'm sorry, Bernie Sanders, I love you to death, but like $15 an hour doesn't, doesn't cut <laughs> anywhere. Where are you going to live for $15 yeah, an where, hour? Yeah, where are you going to live where? for $15 an hour? Where? Like... I'm still like making more than fifteen dollars an hour, and I I can barely afford to live here. And it's and that's the other thing was just like, it's literally you can afford to rent a room, and it's just like, do we want to live with other people? No. <laughs> no offense to my roommate. I appreciate my roommate for the person that he is. But do I want to live with people for the rest of my life that I don't know that I have to reestablish relationships and like pretend it's all cool and boundaries and and reestablish boundaries because their their foundation of boundaries from how they grew up is much different than the boundaries than how I grew up. I'm not gonna lie, different households have different boundaries, and culturally so there's there's very similar ones when with culture too. Culture is a big thing. Yeah, but yeah, it's like that's a whole fucking joke. So like the whole. The whole thing where, like, you know, people are angry, people are fatigued because they're doing jobs that they're not proud of. I remember when I was growing up, like, there was this guy named Dave, and he worked for the Luckies in Pacific Grove, and he loved that job. But it was because he was letting people to live off of it. Yeah. We yeah. got lucky now, as a millennial trying to find a house, we're not going to be happy. We're all pissed off because we're just doing this to go through the motions, and we're barely getting by, and we're just doing it to just keep the lights on. Like, we can't really buy cars off of it we can't really buy a house off of it it's just or i mean if you can great but it means that you probably didn't go to college or you probably don't have a or if you're able to live off of it you have a support system that can like you know boost your boost whatever it is to get you into these spaces yeah and so the whole college comment that's that's been something that's been weighing on my mind lately going back and like just talking to a lot of my friends and seeing how their lives have unfolded and seeing where people are and i've noticed that some of my most successful friends are the people who opted to not go to college and who opted to invest in themselves Mm -hmm. and honestly it's just like i feel that so much but then i also turn around and i look at how corporations um utilize college experience and degrees as a way of justifying the salary they pay you. Mm-hmm. And um, like in my case, you know, there's a bunch of positions in my company where it's just like, I'm totally qualified for, I'm able to do those duties. I have the experience to do that, but it's just like, I don't have a degree. Yeah. And so I'm watching someone who is like- Oh, and jobs will make up any excuse. You know what I mean? Yeah, They'll I'm watching someone excuse. who has a degree, but who doesn't have any of the experience now come to ask me to train them for something. And I'm just like, I feel a way about it. I feel bitter about it. And I really want to be like, you know what? There's a whole department, there's a training department. Please go to them because they get paid and I don't get paid. And you're telling me that I wasn't qualified for this position and yet you're going to send someone for me to train. Boom, boom, crap. Get, get the hell out of here. <laughs> like, this is simple. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I, I, I sit here sometimes at jobs and like this is an overarching thing with all jobs so they're all guilty of it but basically it's one of 
they're all guilty of it, but I'll have somebody who will sit there and look at me who is on the salary administration and they'll, they'll say like all these things and they're making all this money before me and they say, I have a house, I have all these, I have all these lavish things. And then when it comes to the actual skill set of them actually doing something, they'll come to me saying like, hey, I need help downloading this image. I don't know. I'm like, oh, downloading. What? Wow. Downloading like, a what? On your what? On your computer? Adding attachments to emails. I can't say Someone had the nerve to tell me that a PNG was a PDF. A PNG is a PDF, guys. Someone had the nerve. And I had to sit there with my, with blinking my eyes, because again, I blink my eyes. And so thank God for the mask, dude. Uh, yeah, I'm very expressive. Like everything comes through my face. I roll my eyes a lot on accident. Fair like way. I'm a big eye roller. I don't mean to eye roll sometimes, but sometimes when someone asks me the dumbest things, I'm like, were you at that meeting? No. But yeah, like I had to sit there and say like, right click, save image as. But it's not like that at all. And all of the things, one's copy image or save image. Same deal, just slightly different. Like you're going through a different room to get to the same room. Or you're going through a different door to get to the same room. As per my previous email. Yeah. I've been having to use that a lot. It was kind of funny. Oh, I'm doing per the calendar a lot. Per the calendar. <laughs> so, like, the thing that gets me is just, like, if I send you something and it's, like, already laid out and then you send me, like, a question back on something that's, like, already been addressed, like, I, that gets to me. Like, I really don't know how to handle that sometimes. And people are like, oh, it's just, you know, it's Mercury retrograde. Communications is going to be difficult. No, no, no. <laughs> like, you do not, have, do not dare tap into the millennial keywords to try to make it so I emphasize with you. But I'm Hell like, not. But it's like, you asked me to do something that's already done, though. Like, it's already done. But it's already done. Like, you can see it. If you open the file, it's already done. It's already done. Just submit it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And so, Or someone will ask me for an attachment for something. I'm like, you can easily keyword this. You can easily keyword this. Or you yeah. have a shared drive and we all have access to it. So why are you asking me to send it to you when you can just go into your drive? And do the when did this episode become the... <laughs> yeah, so... Millennials I, at work. Yeah, millennials at work. Yeah, and that's just... That's a good episode. That's a good title. Yes, this that's is... That's a good... Look at us. Look at us. So anyway... <laughs> I just, I think I get, we get upset about this because it's like we're we're making all these mediocre wages to do all this extra work and we're doing all these mediocre wages to be all like accommodating and shit because we're, we were taught to be helpful, we were taught to be resourceful. Yes. But this the parties that ask us to be resourceful are not giving us the same energy. So like, you know, they... Or even providing us with the same resources that they themselves have. And these are also people who are making a lot more money than us. So Way it's more. like, if you're making all this money and you're saying that you have all these skills... And you're saying that you've had all this history with all these skills and you have all this history with, with your whole like 40 plus years of working then how come you're unable to pan up to what i'm capable of doing because you're brilliant but and i say me as in like a large spectrum of millennials who are and i, and I say millennials as another keyword god damn it i hate that word sometimes mm because it's, it's definitely a label but it's a label to make it very clear and even like even the no i'm not gonna add them in there but but the whole point is like we're we're almost 40 years old we're, <laughs> we're, being, we're constantly being we're told that we're unable to make these wages that we have to earn our way just like the other ways but like the thing is remember the best workers will come out when they feel like they're being that their work is a hobby and that their work is a place that they feel good about going to. But if you feel like it's a place that is miserable for us to go to because you're just throwing us scraps, 
and then also back when the place that we have to return to is not the ideology of what we call home then when we're going to be fucking miserable so it's like yeah everyone's like well you gotta change your attitude sure i'd love to change my attitude about it but like you know i would i would like to put you know some old like gen x or or some baby boomer in our position they would not be happy in the scenario that we would be in they would ask for more they would they would definitely ask for more and they would riot yeah. you know so it's like what's the difference that's my that's my whole fucking work mind i mean i feel like a lot of it is just people are self-centered and so it's like especially when you get people oh, in yeah. a position of power they're like oh well i already have everything like my needs are met my and needs are met so i don't give a shit about you. i don't give a yeah. shit about anybody else's like needs and they're just like we'll go figure it out and i'm like i'm trying to i'm trying to figure it out yeah I'm trying to figure it out yeah so <sighs> work rant work rant work rant over let's rant about some funner things uh what what do we got going on uh, anime gaming you've been into some new stuff i started watching castlevania ha 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 i'm only like a few episodes in I'm already, like, just uh, laughing about it because, like, <laughs> one white woman just holds the world in her hands and then they kill her and now Jack's mad. Oh! <laughs> it just made me laugh. She's like, oh, they don't you're know the what first, they're doing. I mean, like, literally, season. like, the first few episodes, I was like, okay, she wants to be a doctor and he's like, sup. And she's like, sup. <laughs> you killed my wife! Okay. <laughs> Here's here's a slash of dirty and dirty. So one year. Listen, he had he he made a family with this woman, right? And didn't turn her. Did not turn her. But he had the child. But here's what I'm concerned about. In every photo of like you know that like over the fireplace photo uh of like him, Alucard, and that woman. I forgot her name. But his fingernails are like really sharp and really tall. So I'm like, I hope he cut his fingernails before he did the thing. Because they all venture down there. All, all men venture down there with all their hands. All men venture. So I hope she's getting a little cut up and shit. Ooh. Mm. I was men, thinking about that. Men, cut your fingernails. Cut your fingernails, yes. You know what? I think that's so funny because people are like, I kept, oh. I kept paying attention to that one detail and I kept going like, it's because you're very gay. It's because <laughs> you're gay. And you know what I mean? It's like, it's the gay trope where you're like, how gay is a woman? Check out her fingernails. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. No, but, like, but dear men also, like, you okay. care about your women? I'm gonna flip, I'm gonna flip the page real quick. The flip reason it. why I keep my nails super short is so that way I don't get dirt underneath them. Because, like, all the stuff that I do at work, I get a bunch of dirt and it grosses me out. So I clip them very short so that way the dirt doesn't just, like, hang out there and have a party. You know? Yes. Maybe create a corporation. <laughs> Maybe some flying cars and shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I do wash my hands it's more than 20 she seconds. She washes her hands, clips her nails, she's very clean. But yes, I that, that is funny. <laughs> you, oh, you, that is. you would pay attention to that like one detail on Castlevania, like, um, sir, your nails. Excuse me, sir, your nails. <laughs> I think I also think about the one time that like, one time I was doing a thing with a guy and like, instead of him like gently like, you know, massaging, the clitoral area he was scratching the clitoral area and i had to like i had to like politely like slowly kick him in the face what is that i know i know it was more like a maneuver so like you just you just no you just no like no we don't do that it's this 
not this motion. Oh god, ow. Um, that is so <laughs> terrible. Like, ugh, don't do that. Don't do that. Don't don't do that. Don't do that. Normalize having women give you feedback and not be like hurt about it. Um, yeah, because I have to switch it up. I have to be like, no, like this. Like use the pads like of your this. fingers. I mean, also the approach of telling people is a huge deal because language is musical. So like. If you're procrastinating, be like, nah, bitch, don't do that. Like, make the side stop. Don't fuck me like that. Fuck me like this. <laughs> Some people like it. Like Some that. people like it like that. Some people need the preschool approach. Hey, honey. Like, good job. Praise sandwich. <laughs> you're doing this good. Maybe don't use the nails so much. And then I'll uh, continue doing this. You're doing a good job. We're going to get there together. Like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Find whatever communication style works best for you. How did we get here? Castlevania. <laughs> Castlevania. So I started watching Castlevania. Um, and then I started rewatching Attack on Titan because I feel like there were just a lot of things that I kind of missed. Um, and like Oh girl, we're all lost. We're all lost. <laughs> yeah. I'm like I'm rewatching it from the from the beginning. I think I'm like maybe eight or nine episodes into like the first season. I was just like, wow, this show really wasn't, like, pulling any punches. Yeah, like, I think with that show in general, like, at first I was very engaged, and then the most recent season, I'm just like, where the fuck are we? Where are we? What's like, happening? there was a lot of things that I'm like, revolution, but I'm like, now there's there's regions fighting each other, and it definitely reminds me of the inspiration of the conflict of, like, Israel and Palestine, for sure. Um, because like these people look very similar to each other, but no matter how you're marked or like, and I and I'm not saying like Palestinians look exactly like people from Israel. Like I'm not saying that, but like you know the features I feel are very close to somebody who's like like third person away from this whole thing. But yeah. well, I mean, if you're in the same region and the only thing that's different about you is your religion, then you're all gonna look the same. Yeah. So like going back to the Attack on Titan, like it's the same thing. Like the regions are so close. And I am not sure what the difference is. I think they really focused on the region, not the religion. Mm -hmm. And so, but like, it was just like, oh, if you're, if you're from the outer wall versus the inner wall. Oh, no. Oh, you're not that far yet. No, I'm telling you, I'm oh, rewatching the first shit. season. The first no, season. No, I'm going to stop And talking. I only ever watched stop the talking. first Please season. Stop talking. Spoilers. Spoilers. Spoiling. Spoiling. Long story Spoiling. short, there's a, there's a, there's a conflict. There's a, there's a conflict. Yeah. And it just, it, it came out of nowhere for me. And I'm just like. Like, I, I just kind of already saw it brewing with the whole, like, oh, I want to be in the military police because I'm going to be in the castle, like, yeah. and you guys are going to be on the outside. There's, there's Very the, elitist bullshit. Yeah. Like, okay. You're going to be, like, you're going to lose your mind once you find out a particular, which episode are you on? I think I'm on, like, eight or nine in the oh, first yeah. season. You're going to lose your mind about one particular Titan showing a equality that they can do, and you're going to be like, what the fuck? So, yeah. Yeah, Aaron just popped out of his little titan body. Yeah. Yeah. So, no, no, no there's more. There's more. There's uh, more. But, yeah, like, there, it got very, like, like, anyway, I'm not going to talk anymore because I'm just going to spoil it. Spoilers. It, but, yeah, I need to watch the whole entire series anyway over again because, like, something happened between the transition with this recent season and the last season that I'm like, where what? did I, where did I miss this? What happened? Yeah. <sighs> So, what? what, what, yeah, what I'm, I'm glad to hear that you're doing Attack on Titan. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I started watching it at work because it was helping me with my 
preach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was great. It is. <laughs> Raise your hand if you try to sneak in a movie at work. <laughs> but, movies at work. I see you dance breaks at work. I'm like, you know what, Legally? The dance breaks. Everybody needs them. Dance yeah. at work. It's great. It really helps, especially if you know that you're not going to be interrupted for like a couple hours, that you're just like, okay, here's some background noise. It's like conveniently in view, and I'm just going to... And I also have like a Bluetooth earphone, so like let the hair just kind of, you know, just do the thing. I know. I, I want my big headphones so everybody knows. Don't talk to me. I got my three screens going, like some Excel sheets happening over here, some email and crap happening over here. There's definitely just Netflix, the Capcom Titan happening over here. Anybody turns around and they're looking at my computer like, oh, okay, just leave her alone. She's watching a show where people are eating people. Leave, just leave her alone. Oh, just my phone. Oh, don't leave her alone. Yeah. This is the vibe. This is the vibe of work. <laughs> yeah. I'm over here like, did you read your email first? Don't bother me unless you read your email first. And then if it's a... If You're it's having a, a bad... I used to be like the nicest, cuddliest person. Oh, no, absolutely. You could literally me come too. to me and be like, me oh, too. hey, um, I don't know how to... And I get this one a lot. I don't know how to share my screen um, on the Zoom presentation. Can you help me? And I'm like, yeah, sure. I'll walk you through it. You back to so my you, desk. You did, so you're going to come to me instead of looking at you. Real. Yes, and I get a lot of that. Or it's like simple things where it's just like, I don't know how to do this. I'm like, well, here, let me help you with that. Let me help you with this. Let me help you with that. And then after a while, it's starting to be like, didn't I already show you this? Don't you already know what that is? Haven't I filed this already? My filing has an organizational system. Don't you know? Like, you didn't look it up in the tracker. You didn't look it up on the. Okay, so you just want me to go over there and find it for you. And we're not about that life no more. Like, please stop handing me paperwork that you can file yourself. La di da We're here to party. And <laughs> we're here to party. Oh, and she's rubbing off on me terribly because I, I really will be like, oh, like, didn't I already show you how to do that? Mm. Yeah, no, it's, I'm always like, if someone's like, action item, I need you to do an action item. I'm like, did you email it to me? And that's always been like that with all my jobs. Like, I'm like, is this some, burnout? What's some, happening? Some of, them, some of them are more like, like if someone's been unconditionally nice to me the whole time, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll help you with this. But if it's someone who's always been like flimflammy with me, I'm just like, flimflammy. You've been so flimflammy. Because I don't trust you at this point. Like, I need some email. Like, I need some email because I'm not going to come back to you saying, like, oh, I don't need that anymore. Because that's happened to me a lot. <laughs> I'm just like asking. Ask if you absolutely need to send me answered. the email, and then sometimes I take it to another level. If I wait three days and they email me about it again, I'm like, okay, they actually really need it. <laughs> and then I'll just get it done. Like that. It just really depends. Like I hate to do the it depends like factor, but especially with like low pressure jobs like that, it's like it really depends. But with high pressure jobs, like that's different. Like you you gotta make sure you do the thing right then and there because like if you don't do it right then and there, then it's like it's gonna pile up. That's kind of like where I'm at because it's so it's not just that it's like uh oh hey you have to do this thing but it's just like literally other people's housing depends on it so mm -hmm. like i understand that kind of pressure where it's like hey we're trying to the actions that we do or the inactions that we take yeah. really do have a direct effect on other people's mm -hmm. like lives and well-being yeah no um, i i think 
there's yeah yeah no absolutely like, yeah, I'm like, oh. I know we're making all these like silly comments about like how do we communicate at work but like on on the real like th- these things to be clear like happen very rarely for me like it's it's when it's like when it's like if it happens like three days three times in one day I'm just like where did the communication fall where did it fall just we're back in the work talk again we gotta talk yeah. about Netflix Netflix yeah speaking of Netflix it's, real, it's really easy to jump into that pool and knock it over Get out of work. Stop talking about Get work. Get out of it. Get out of it. Talk about Netflix and the things that you're watching. Are you watching anything else? Um, I wanted to... <laughs> I actually wanted to check out Sweet Tooth. <gasps> right? I was going to say, have you checked it out? I have not. So, the thing is, I actually trolled the shit out of the posting of Sweet Tooth on Twitter. <laughs> and so, like, how, how, the, how the, um, the promo starts is, like, it starts with, like, this baby like hybrid that's with a dog and then the next thing it pans over to a baby hybrid with a bird like a human baby like and then it pans over to this little boy with like little antlers and so i'm like did shao tucker come in the scene because like this is some full male alchemist shit right here and so i immediately went into the comments and posted shao tucker's face and then there were so many people who got upset they're like delete this and i so it's very rare for me to get like a viral tweet because like I mean I'm not I'm not all that but like you are you are all that but like the thing is it was just funny because like I feel like there's this contest where if there's a small smidgen about a kid and an animal being fused together and especially if it's a dog and a child immediately there's it's like the first comment trend like someone's there immediately being like shout Tucker shout Tucker or you know, or like Nina, Nina and her dog, and so, and so I, I was the, I was the first comment for that, and so, <laughs> so like people like delete this, this is insane, and then someone's like you didn't have to do all of that, and I'm like you know I didn't start this Square Enix and um and that episode's still good for me. <laughs> Square Enix started it, Square Enix started this first, and they're like stop. Stop it. Um, but yeah, so like I trolled the shit. I, I mean, I didn't troll the shit out of it, but I just like posted it. I thought it was a good response. But then I was like, okay, so I think it's another Marvel like spinoff. So I'm like, I'll check it out, see what's going on here. Um, so yeah, I'll, I was going to check out that. And then I still need to finish Yasuke despite your like resentment for it. So. No, like finish it. Please finish it. Like I finished it and I'll probably rewatch it just because first impressions are first impressions i'll rewatch it and see if i'm still as salty and bitter about it and i probably will be but oh, you never know i will watch it again and mm-hmm. see i just i'll admit it just has the potential to actually like yasuke is a cool character in his own right they didn't they need to do that to yasuke i still liked it it was great yeah good job and i think i still need to finish the last season of castlevania so while you're still at the beginning yes while i'm at the beginning beginning like literally just he's started it's been a year i gave you one year like y'all didn't believe this man he done popped up in flames and told you one year i definitely would have been out that same night i'd have been like cool it's like someone telling you like a meteor is going to show up in this region in this area it's like all right peace super specific i will give you one year and then I'm going to wreck your whole life. And I was like, cool. This man just popped up out of nowhere in the sky, just flaming. I'm out. Yep. Absolutely. All right. Um, let's get some closing notes. Yeah. Yeah, let's get some closing notes. So a couple of things that we want to bring attention to, and I brought attention to in our last, our last uh, 
podcast episode with Natasha. Um, support the campaigns and support other uh, organizations that have been protesting for the death. Protesting um, San Jose police on behalf of Demetrius Stanley. Uh, Demetrius Stanley was wrongfully murdered in San Jose, and so another black life gone because of the police. Um, I don't really have much to say about it because it's like literally absolutely a year ago I was out on the streets protesting for George Floyd and now it's it's Demetrius Stanley who's literally right around the street from us yeah. so it's like I am speechless because of the amount of promotional marketing that San Jose police did to show that they were the good ones they were the good guys they do racial bias training another black guy got killed and then it's also they have record of killing you know a lot of Latinos in the area as well so it's like this isn't news and I'm really tired of these faulty marketing scams of saying that they are the good ones when there really isn't a good cops if a good cop would be unarmed a good cop would actually take the time to be like hey we're just doing a quick check hope you have a good night and they should have left that man alone but instead they showed up to his house in plain clothes and of course if it's at 9 p.m at night <laughs> sorry i'm getting like really emotional about it uh if it's 9 p.m at night and some guy comes out trying to protect his family because they see strangers in plain clothes like lurking around his house of course he's gonna probably find the first thing to defend his family with and of course he's probably gonna be armed because he's protecting his family it's the same concept of when you go onto somebody's farm and they're you're trespassing on their property or luring around their property as a threat because you don't know what those people are going to do you never know what someone's going to do if they're just lurking around your house so of course he's going to come out and be like hey dude get the hell away from my house but instead he and instead he's murdered so it's really really heartbreaking to hear that these stories happen and like this was completely irresponsible of the police and the police should take accountability but of course with all big organizations they will not and so we're going to have to keep fighting the fight and try to find some justice and closure for this family because this was not right. Like they, if the police were there to just do a quick check to see if everything's all good, they should have shown up in their cop cars. They should have shown up in their, in their equipment and just checked everything out. So then that way he would have at least known to stay in his house. But instead, because you guys were in plain clothes. What kind of Gestapo shit is this? What kind of Gestapo so, shit is this? I just get upset because there's a lot of people online who are just like, well, he shouldn't have came out with a gun. I'm like, literally, let's talk about people and their weapons. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't like guns in the first place, but I also understand that if people have a gun to protect their property, that's their business and that's their defense. Like, I get, I get that. But it's just like, he shouldn't have had a gun. He shouldn't have a gun. Shouldn't have a gun. He shouldn't have like went into a person's car. I'm like. Well, what if we, like, you know, flip the obvious script and read the room. If that was anybody else, if that was a white guy. I mean, so to me, I'm just, we're fresh off of a mass shooting, too. Yeah. And it's like, just seeing the different responses and how people talk about that, mm -hmm. like, boggles my mind that they would even equate the two. Mm -hmm. You know, because people are like, oh, yeah, look at this mass shooting. He had a gun. And they're like, yeah, and this black man, he had a gun, too. And I'm just like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, 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 no. No, no, nay, nay. They are entirely different. I was like, this man was not out looking for trouble. Mm -hmm. He was literally at home at night. And if you, wa if you watch the video, 
he he literally doesn't even actually like engage. He just he he walks the perimeter of his property. He's like, what the fuck's going on? And then when he's walking back into his home, that's when he gets assaulted. And it's just like he's literally just trying to make sure that his family is safe. So um, that argument, people need to stop trying to rationalize their or hide their disgust and their hatred for black people by trying to equate them with like other mass murderers and it's just like that's not the narrative here yeah because he wasn't out there like shooting up a bunch of people in the neighborhood he was literally out there to check the perimeter because so people were running around his house and that's scary at night at night yeah fuck. at 9 p.m 9 30 whatever like, i don't have whatever the sun is down yeah the sun is down so it's like, if the sun is down, things get real scary real fast because you can't see anything. It's a natural human response. And so if you see movement going on, you're like, what the hell is that? That never happens around my house, ever. Like, especially during the end of the pandemic where people are still like being apprehensive about coming out. Are you serious? Yeah. So if, please support the organizations. I know Black Tent, Hero Tent, no, Black, not Black Tent, Black. Hero Tent and Black Outreach Center, they have been doing the work about like, you know, supporting these families. So please support them by supporting them. And there's also a couple of campaigns out there to help the family as well. So please keep your eyes peeled. And then last but not least, another thing to kind of call attention to is that um, please uh, support the family if they have moved forward. Uh, like there was a six-year-old Black child that was shot um, in Michigan. Oh my God, that story! By by Ryan Lenuen. Um, and so please, and his bail, I believe, was ten grand. They raised it. They did raise they it. They did raise okay, it. Good. Okay, so if you guys don't know what this story was, there was a little child who was on his bike and he was just riding in the neighborhood, and I guess he had like turned in a neighbor's yard, and this neighbor, um, was like so upset that this little black boy was on his property that he ran after him with a sledgehammer. Okay, so then the kid had dropped his bike, ran away. Kid came back to get his bike. Homie was inside, and he shot at him from inside of his house and hit this little kid in the arm, all right? And there's video of the shooting, and you hear this kid crying, like, when he realizes that he's been hit, he's like, he's shot, like, this little kid. And he gives back to his home, right? And then they set the bail for this man so low that he's back in his house like the fucking same day. 10, 10 G's is what they set it at. And so um, like thankfully everybody started rallying around this family because like that is fucked up. It's attempted murder and you're gonna be shot a child. Like you're gonna send this man home that you're just, it's okay, it's fine. Like shooting black children is fine. And so they actually, he's uh, back in jail now because they raised his bail to a hundred K. Imagine, imagine if we never said anything about this. Imagine like if no one protested about this, that this man, Brian Lane Nguyen, who shot a child because he was whatever the kid, but I am assuming it was a hate crime because I'm assuming it's absolutely this, a hate I hate crime. To say, I hate to say this, but if that was a little white child or a little Asian child going through his neighborhood, he probably wouldn't have blinked it or at all and wouldn't have done shit. And it's just like, um, to me, I'm like, now, if I was that father, I had to commend that dad. Yeah. Um, because it couldn't have been me. Yeah. It could not have been me. That man would have been dead. Like, you shot my child. Who's just making a U-turn. Kids go into other people's yards all the time. It's normal shit. Like, it's And he normal. wasn't alone. And that's the other thing. I was like, there were a group of kids. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're targeting this one. They're all playing in the same area. 
Mm -hmm. All of them. Funny. Interesting. So, yeah, if the family has made campaigns to help with the cross. And wait, is this child alive? Yeah, oh, okay. he's alive. He's oh alive. And he gave his testament. This poor little baby is talking into the camera like, he chased me around, he tried to get me with a sledgehammer, and then when he couldn't get me because I was too fast, like this little baby is telling you he had to run away from a grown man with a sledgehammer, and he was like, I got away because I was too fast, and then he went back for his bike, and this man shot him. And he, know, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, and it just, it's really unfortunate, like... <sighs> There's evidence. There, and this is the thing about our justice system. I'm like, there, the evidence is there. It's on camera. But yet, we're, we're being apprehensive about actually properly condemning these people. That's interesting. So... What I'm trying to say is, if there's any campaigns that are going to support that family, please do. Um, I'm sure you'll find it. I don't know if this child's name went public, but it's in Michigan. And the shooter's name, because, you know, we're all adults here and we can say it. And there's also a lot of uh, news-related articles about him. Ryan Lane Nguyen. Uh, he was the one who was guilty of shooting this child. Um, so if you probably Google that, you'll probably find the family's resources there. So please help not Ryan Lane Nguyen, but the little boy's family in case if there's any additional medical situation. Medical uh medical billing or um if or if there is a way to maybe help this kid like start his college fund so yeah. um but yeah like just you know those are a couple things i'm kind of weighing heavy on my mind because again the whole system like the whole system of white supremacy lies deep within so many communities that it affects black people the most or darker skin people right and then it just makes me like not to really make this connection, but it does still bother me so much that you had that anti-hate law, that anti-hate bill passed for yeah. the AAPI, but it's just like, you have shit like this happening and there's nothing. Yeah. So like, that's the thing. It's like, I'm glad that there is an anti-hate bill now, but at the same time, it's like, when is it going to be applicable to all different cultures and races and not just like, you know, one? So it would be really nice if it was across the board. Um, so, yeah, so other than that, um, let's kind of get this episode to a close. Thank you so much for listening to Lady Blood Sings the Blues. Yes. I'm so sorry to have it oh. on a very low note. Downer. Yeah, we are, uh, we are, me and Kyler are actually going to have brunch later. So yeah, we're, we're going to have brunch. brunch. It's going to be good vibes. Yeah, it's going to be good vibes. I'm going to get all cute and shit, even though right now I'm just kind of in my Saturday. You're always cute. Saturday cleaning vest. I sometimes think, we draw is cute. Yeah, I'm sometimes I'm sometimes cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much. Um, if you will listen to this episode, please check it out on YouTube on Lady Blurred's podcast. You can find all the content and promotional stuff on Lady Blurred's podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And of course, our our if you guys want to just hear the auditory bit, version of it, because obviously, like if you can't listen to the video at work, like we can. <laughs> <laughs> like we can't cough <clears throat> cough um like if you want to just listen to it on your headbuds at work um you can listen to it on soundcloud spotify and apple podcasts but thank you so much for joining today yeah. um it was everyone it was a nice catch up so. it was yeah. we're here we're back all right and we'll see you we're guys queer. next time <laughs>